January, and this is the first day of it. Today, of course, uh, last month we were exploring first fruit giving, and we found out some things. But this month we're going to thrive. We're thriving to love. Say it with me, thriving to love. Yeah, there are a lot of folk that talk love, but they ain't thriving to love. It's one thing to talk love, but you got to thrive. You got to seek to go forward, move, and get better at it. Don't be stuck where you are. You got to thrive to be better. Amen? In other words, we're asking you to work on that thing. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you got your shop dancing early. You start mentioning work and thriving and moving on. Wait a minute, that's going to cost me something. Yes, it is. It costs you to be married, and it costs you to be single. Depending on what cost you want to pay. Amen. So I want to ask the question today, start off our new series of lessons, what is love? Say that with me, what is love? You're sitting beside somebody, ask them the question, what is love? Um, most folk don't know what love is. Now they know what lust is, but they don't know what love is. Greater love have no man than this, than a man lay down his life for his family. For God so loved the world that he gave. You can't love without giving. You can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. I'm talking good already. Anybody tell you love? they love you and they ain't giving nothing? Don't listen to them. Liar, liar, your pants on fire. I asked the question what love was, and I can only go to the love chapter. There's a love chapter in your Bible called 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter. I'm going to see if I can surprise some of you all today. Hadaway asked what it was. Tina Turner wanted to know what it had to do with it. Mickey Gilly was looking for it in all the wrong places. And Errol Smith found it in the elevator. In case you haven't gotten it yet, we are talking about love. Love. There are songs about it, poems about it, and even a holiday set aside just for love. The florists and candy makers will soon see their busiest day of the year, Valentine's Day. They told me not to say Valentine, but Valentine. But what is love? What is, what is it all about? You hear a whole lot of folk talking about it. Ooh, I just want to be in love. I can't wait to just 
have somebody love me and I love them back. Huh? Somebody wrote a song about that, didn't they? Say it so feels so good to love with somebody. When some some of y'all start smiling right then. When somebody what? Yeah, I knew some of y'all knew that song. I knew you knew it. You might have had it on this week. I don't know. Praise the Lord. But let's get in our text today and see what is so important about this crazy little thing called love. I'm going to read out an NIV, the New International Version. So bear with me. Ain't nothing wrong with the other ones, but I just chose this one today. If I speak in tongues of men or uh, angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can phantom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a, a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, <laughs> I, have, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. This is self-explanatory, ladies and gentlemen. I'm glad you came today. Verse 4, love is patient. Are y'all looking along with me? Love is kind. Love does not envy. It does not boast. It, it's, it is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. God, we're repenting right now. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Why do you delight when somebody else falls? It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Watch this. Love never fails. Are you still with me? If I want to be successful in my relationship, all I got to do is learn how to love. Because I just read and you just saw it yourself, love never fails. Why do you come to my office and say my marriage is failing? You're telling me you don't have no love for each other. Because love never fails. Love didn't fail, you failed. Because you didn't want to give. Someone wrote a song and said, love is not love until it is given away. You got to give if you want to experience love. You got a little quieter in here now. But where there are prophecies, all you spiritual people, there ain't nothing wrong with it. They will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. 
Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. All you smart folks, that you just smart and everybody else, they're going to pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when the completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child, and when I became a man, I put away, huh? I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully even as I am fully known. You don't really know yourself right now. And now these three remain. Y'all see these three? Faith, hope, love. But look what he says. But the greatest of these is what? Love. Glory be to God. And the Lord had the best to read it. Here's the most of our doers of this whole word. I think what we see in the text today is that Apostle Paul telling us about a better way, a more excellent way, a life of love. Say it with me, a life of love. So why is it important to get this love thing right? Well, it's obvious what Paul thought about its importance right here in uh, the first few verses. And I'm going to read it again. He said, if I speak in tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I'm only a sounding gong or a clanging cymbal. You're just making a lot of noise and ain't doing nothing. Yeah, folk just a bunch of hot air just talking. You ever seen a fella, he think he rapping and ain't nothing to him? Just a whole bunch of words. Ain't going to do nothing he's saying. Making all those promises and you won't see none of that. Just making a whole bunch of noise. Making no sense. If I have the gift of prophecy and can phantom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move, he's saying that you can be this giant of a spiritual person. But do not have love, you're nothing. Just take me right there where, where I am in the preachers and leaders and, you know. We may think we done read the scriptures and went to seminary, we got this, we got that. But God said, now, you got all that. You done did all that training. You done went to school and matriculated and. Huh? And came out educated and huh? And you think you're something? Now you're speaking with diction and you don't say God no more. You say God. <laughs> you got all deep on us and everything. Huh? You can speak the Hebrew and the Greek and everything, spit all that out. But he said, now you can do all that and you don't have love. Ain't nothing to you. If, it done got quiet on me though, but it's all right. 
If I give all I possess to the poor, you think you're just doing something? Because I, yeah, listen, I give away this, and I give, and I give my. I, listen, I go out there and I sacrifice. He said, "You do all that, but if you don't have love, you don't gain anything." Basically, you could be cooler than the flip side of a pillow. You could be the best thing since sliced bread. Are you hearing me? You could be as good as, you know, do it, do right. But if you don't have love, you don't have nothing. Love is important to our well-being and the vitality of our spirit. Love is necessary for our Christian life. 1 John 4 and 16 says this about love. It says, and so we know and rely on the love God has for us. We rely on it. God is love. Everybody said it with me. God is love. Somebody said love is love. No, God is love. Because your definition of love may be wrong, but God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. If you have God in you, you know how to love. And if you're loving, that shows that you have a relationship with Christ. If we ought to have Christ dwelling in us, we must have love. God is love. God so loved. In other words, he's still loving the world. And the world is giving him Hades. He still loved the world and the world turning their backs on him. Even though we reject him, yet he died for us. So to figure out what love is, let us first look at what it is not. First of all, it has nothing to do with sex. Love is not envious. Love is not boastful. Love is not prideful. It's not rude. Some of you say you say, but you're so rude to everybody. You need to check yourself. It's not irritable. Don't come unglued. Every time you turn around, it is not resentful. It does not. Want its own way. That's what's wrong with a lot of our marriages. The reason why you can't get it together because you want your own way. Now, listen, it's going to sting a little bit now, but you'll be all right. See, today, how I'm talking today ain't got nothing to do with our titles. Ain't got nothing to do with our position, our diocese, our church, where, you know, how long you've been in ministry, how many years, your maturity in God, your, you know, your calling, you know, whether you got the title, you don't have the title. I, I, I was in my, my, my grandmama, my great granddaddy, they all, I, I come down to a long lineage of preachers and yah, yah, yah. No, 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 ain't got nothing to do with none of that. Love has 
nothing, not one iota, to do with pleasing ourselves. I need, I need you to get that. It has nothing to do with pleasing yourself. said you mad because you thought it was about you. It was never about you. Love gives. It don't take. You're gonna have to help your, your little bro because uh, they, they done just went silent on it. Well, I'm, I'm already out there now. Let's see, I got my keys. Yeah, I got my keys in my pocket. I'm, I ain't gonna run. I'm just gonna slide out the door. That's all. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna walk stylish out the door. I was gonna say I'm gonna go pimp out, but I'm gonna walk stylish. I'm gonna walk stylish. Love is not a selfish thing we do in order to get personal satisfaction. Oh, well, all the time I've been loving you and I ain't received nothing in return. You ain't no reciprocate. You weren't supposed to be looking for nothing anyway. You marry that person to give to them, not to take from them. You marry to serve that person. If I marry first lady, not for my satisfaction, but to serve her, then that's my part. She married me to serve me. Well, we both going to be all right. Because why? We play by the same rule. Y'all problem is y'all not playing by the same rule. One of y'all didn't want to do your part. Tell somebody sitting next to you, we got to do our part. Look up at that screen. What it says, love is not a separate thing we do in order to get personal satisfaction. It is something we do to allow others to have satisfaction. Amen. And if somebody just comes to the giving, 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 and you're not doing your part, you're going to have a problem one day. Amen. You take them for granted. A woman that has a husband that's been serving her and serving her, and she takes him for granted. One day you're like, I can't believe he cheated on me. Because you didn't do your part. You took that man for granted.
Hallelujah. And vice versa. You can't take that woman for granted. Let me see what she, all she do. Yeah, everything. Cook your food, have your babies, take care of your babies. You understand what I'm saying? She become a nurse. She become a doctor. She become a driver. She become a, a scientist. She become everything. You got a colossal nerve that's like, like she ain't doing nothing. Boy, you better go hit yourself. Go in the mirror and beat yourself up. that woman been to you, boy, you ought to run to the edge of the street and run back and say, God, I thank you. That's it. That's all right. First natural, then spiritual. That's good. Since we ain't got the street, we could do it in here. You ought to come and touch it, touch it, put it, and say, Lord, I thank you. You know you got a good woman. Hallelujah. Don't be taking nobody for granted. Then as soon as you don't have them, Lord, I should have treated them a little better. I should have treated her a little better. She was so good to me. Too late now. See, you think it excuse you because you know that they are not perfect. Let me help you out. It don't excuse you from doing your part because your, uh-huh, your partner not perfect. You didn't marry the perfect person. When you look in the mirror, you ain't perfect either. It's two imperfect people who get married to each other that a perfect God can show you how to stay together. Let me see if I got this right. Love isn't about me. It's about everybody else. But why I got to put everybody else first? What about I told you to do it? He said, esteem others higher than yourself. Better than yourself in some versions. Do you know what he say? Here's the thing. You thought that God left you out when he told you to push everybody else up high. Huh? You thought, you thinking God going to leave you out. Oh, no. Here's the deal. When you love and you know that it's not about you, love comes back multiplied. Watch this. Because you reap what you sow, you reap as you sow, and you reap more than you. You want me to say it again? You reap what you You reap as you and you reap more than you. 
So love is giving. What you give out, that's what come back you multiply. You can have a whole bunch of cussing. You ain't nothing. Your old saddle head and your nothing. You're just lower than a snail. And I ain't can't stand you. And you, you, and you just look at you. Just look at you. That's all you're going to get back. But if you catch them and you clean them up and say, God, thank you for this project. When folks see them again, they be like, Harvey B., is that you? Because, see, I look better now at first lady, when first lady first got me. I look better now. Sister girl done hooked me up. Because, see, anytime somebody, you know, praising my wife, they ain't doing nothing but praising my glory. Hallelujah. The other day, she had to get a, a you know prescription refill or whatever like that on the basin. She got in the car, and I, I seen the man. He talked to her, and so the wind was blowing, and her hair was blowing, and and, and the lady. And he, I didn't know what he said, but she told me after she said he told her said, uh, "You you you look too pretty to be frowning like that." Cause you know the wind was blowing, and you know and everything, right? And so when she came out. He had came out first, and he came past my car. I was just sitting in the car. And uh, when she came out, I seen him over there just looking, looking at her. So when she came on in the car and got in the car, I said, yeah, that man right there was trying to talk to me right there. I said, I saw him. You know what? I ain't get upset. I said, he, he ain't doing nothing but just acknowledging my glory. That's all he doing. He just acknowledging my glory. She didn't say nothing back to him or nothing like that. She just kept walking, you know. But I saw him checking it out. Love isn't just a feeling. It's not something we just fall in and out of. You don't just fall in, in and out. Love. It ain't got nothing to do with no feeling. Not about your feelings. So get that out your mind. You feel what you feel because you want to feel it. Love ain't got nothing to do with that. Because love overrides feelings and things that happen. You just love because you love. Even when you fall out. Love has a way of getting you back on track. Even when we disappoint each other. Well, you know, he disappointed me as a pastor. He ain't called my name out, so I'm leaving. Now, all them times that I acknowledge you, I just didn't acknowledge you that one time. They knew I was in need, and they didn't even help me. Now, we done helped you 50, 11 times. That one time, we didn't help you. Now, you got to hey, over there. They ain't going to show no love to nobody. Years ago, I was on vacation. One of my members, uh, I think it was your, your grandmother, passed away. And uh, it was unfortunate. But did you know that they 
got upset with me because I didn't leave my vacation to come check on them. And I told them, I said, I got some elders, deacons there. They'll be glad, you know. No, they ain't want that. Now, now you know, listen, we're supposed to be cool. We're supposed to be a little, little tighter because we had worked together. We knew each other. I introduced them to their husband and everything else and done all these other things, you know. And that one little incident. vacation, I can't get my money back. I'm already on vacation. If not, I'm going. I'm already here. You don't think we got capable leaders here that can come by and see you and talk to you? And I ain't but one me. I'm trying to duplicate myself by pointing to other leaders. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm going to leave that alone because, you know, that kind of touches stuff like that. Our world today will tell you that love is all about sex or a feeling that magically appears and disappears based on uh, other people's actions. I think a lot of times we confuse love with lust. Instead, of we, we overuse the word love because you can't love something that can't love you back. In, in America, we overuse the word love. We say, I love my couch. That couch can't love you back. I love my car. I love my house. These are things, ladies and gentlemen. You can buy more things. But those loved ones, you can't get them back once they're gone. You love your husband. You love your wife. You love your children. You love, you know, your, 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 your spiritual brothers and sisters. They are live people. They are people. But we have exchanged love for lust. So love wants more for the other person. Let's see if we can get this right. And lust is wanting something that will gratify ourselves. So a lot of times you just, it's about you. You want to gratify it for yourself. So ladies and gentlemen, you're really into lust. No, no, I'm not. I just really, you know, and all that, that you know, that pseudo little fake stuff, you know. Just act like you're so humble. No, you're in lust. You, you, you're into yourself. Because love wants more for other people. I want you to get the award. I want you to have it. I want you to have it. I want, no, no, I'm going to push you forward. Go ahead. Because if you push other folks forward, guess what happens to you? You get pushed. We got to stop trying to gratify ourselves. Want better for others. Are you following me? Now, I may not do no hooping today. 
tune and no tuning up and none of that. Love is not selfish in any way. But love is important. Without it, we would all be lost. The text tell us that love is patient and kind. Does not insist on its own way. It tells us that rejoices in truth. You know, we got a lot of people rejoicing a lie. They'll, they'll go and repeat a lie, but once they find out that that was true, they won't tell nobody. If you put it out there, go back and say, no, I found out that that was not true. Look what it said. Love bears all things, believes all things, hope all things, endure all things. Love never fails. In other words, love is the whole enchilada. You got to have it. If you're a father, you got to have love. If you're a mother to children, you got to have love. If you're a wife, you got to have love. If you're a husband, you got to have love. If you're a sister, your brother, your aunt, your uncle, your auntie, whoever, you got to have love. And love is not solely what it says, but what it does. It is not just a feeling or an emotion. Are you hearing me? What is it then, Bishop? Love is action. Love is something we do. We're good at saying stuff and talking stuff, but you can't produce anything. I hear men, you love her? Yeah, I love her. What you doing? Well, you know, I'll go to work. Well, she worked too. Huh? Well, you know, I, 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 I do a lot of things. Well, like, come on, tell me. Because love is action. It's something you do. Not something you run your motor mouth about. I can ask some of the women right now. You tell me, say, I know that man loved me. And then I say, how you, how you look? You, you, you have the list. I have to, I have to cut y'all. Huh? He does this and this and this. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Wait, hold on. I'm going to tell you something. He's doing this too. I got a few more things. Wait, I, okay. I said, okay, that's enough. And I would hope that the men could say the same thing. It's not just something we say, it's something we do. If I do it right, I don't have to tell you as much. I got to tell you, you got to hear it. But if I do it, when I say it, it confirms that it is true that I love you. Because my action backs it up. When I say it, you feel it. But if all 
is complaining, and then you got the nerve to say, you love me. You say, yeah, right. Complaining will never confirm your love for somebody. Before you complain, you need to ask God for wisdom on how you can turn that into action. Men, did you not know that we're responsible because God gave us the responsibility as headship, and that's all that means, responsibility, that when things go wrong in our home, we should be the go-to person that trying to work it and figure it out. I don't care how bad it is. You, sir, need to be number one at the table trying to come up with a solution. Now, you can hear from mama and hear from the son, the daughter, and everybody, and you got all of them around the table, and you're the chairman and everything else like that. But when we get this thing together, God said, all right, now what, you, what, 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 what are we going to do? Come here, Adam. Now, I done told you what to do. Now, is you going to make this thing better or you going to make it worse? Now you choose, brother man, what you going to do. I'm going to tell you something. Women, I don't care if they're single or they're married. They like men of action. Did I say something then, women? Did your bishop say something? Let me say that again. Women, I don't care where they or what status they are, they like men of action. If I'm talking to you, sister girl, stand up and give a standing ovation for that statement. Do you like men of action or men of action? Or do you like a lazy bum? Y'all can be seated. The young ones and the old ones stood up there. Now, watch me now. They want men of action, not somebody that's controlling. There's a difference. Are you hearing me? You're not going to fare well doing all that controlling stuff. This is 2024. They'll put you out the door. Y'all all right? But she don't want nobody to control, but she don't want no wimp either. Hey, what you want to do, dear? They don't want no whiner. If you ever want to get on a woman's skin, you'll be a whiner. Y'all got to back me up then if I'm walking heaven now. I need some backup. I need some backup. Houston, I need some backup. But now watch this. They, they, they you know, they, you got the passive side and you got the aggressive side. Now, if you are too overly aggressive in trying to be controlling, they would rather.
rather have the passive to help build him up to get him somewhere in the middle. Because most of them can't take that controlling thing. Amen. That's why the prisons are filled with women who couldn't take it. Now, y'all, I'm serious now. When they go visit the prison, they ask them what they in there for. They say, well, how much time you have? He thought that he was going to try to control me and hit me and do all these other things, and, and I had enough. That is not love because you're in control of everything. Are you hearing me? See, God put you there as the captain. You really need to be the one that uh, you got to lead this team to a championship love affair. How are you leading your team? Everybody in the house watching. Your girls watching. Your, if you got daughters in the house, they're watching you, how you treat mama. They either going to say, I want, I want a man just like daddy, or please, I don't want nothing to do with a man. Not the way he treat my mama. Huh? Y'all talk back to me. Then you got them boys in there, and you just, you know, just talking to the lady like the mom, my wife like a dog. He feel like he can do that when he get his. And that girl, he, she wasn't trained like that on the other side. You told Harpo to beat me. She wasn't trained like that. She was raised up fighting with her brothers. And, <laughs> huh? And you see the results of Harpo. He came in up in them black eyes. <laughs> Y'all don't want no real talk. Y'all don't want no real talk. So what is love? Love is sitting with the elderly and sick even if we have been better things to do. Love is standing by a child when they are desperate and need encouragement even if they have done something wrong. Love is standing by when you know that they didn't deserve it, but you give it to them anyway. Love goes be above and beyond the call of duty. Now watch this. I'm just about to. So I'm going to see if I can pack. Love is wanting more for your spouse than you want for yourself. So in other words, you just forget about you. And you concentrate on them. Because if you do that, the way God has already designed it, you're going to always be happy. For the last 41, going on 42 years, I have been a happy camper. I come in here every week, y'all say, I look like, do he ever get sad or down or anything? They come in with the really son like he just winning in life. I am! 
tell them everything, Christy. So it's not about how we feel on an emotional roller coaster. Love is all about our attitude. Say that with me. Love is about my attitude. Say it again. Love is about my attitude. Say it again. Love is about my attitude. See, it's all about living a selfless life and doing all we can for the benefit of someone else. That's why you help people. That's why you give to people. That's why you go see about people, even though it's not reciprocated. I've visited more people who have left the church or still members of the church and don't come, and when they get in trouble or they got to go to the hospital, they get in surgery, guess who they call? They go to jail, guess who they call? They get a ticket, guess who they call? know anybody bishop you making me use all my good favors on you and you ain't studying nothing about me so it's selfless we do things that benefit others I want to close with this. Here's a story that put love in perspective. Listen to this. I didn't. I think I didn't. Then rub you long enough. <laughs> maybe that, we'll come back next week. Maybe we can take a little bit more. Doctor E. V. Hill was a great African American pastor. He was serving a church in the Watts area of Los Angeles way back in the 60s when the riots broke out. How many of you familiar with uh, uh, Pastor Evie Hill? Some of you, yes, you heard him. And uh, he was renowned, renowned preacher. And you remember them, the burnings and the lootings and the shootings, but Hill was a courageous man and from his own pulpit, he denounced his neighbors who were destroying the property and stealing from the merchants. And this brought all kinds of threats against him as a person. And one night the phone rang. It was late. And there was something about the way Hill held the receiver that told his wife that something was wrong. And when he hung up, she wanted to know who had called and what they wanted. But Hill wouldn't let her know, and so she kept persisting and persisting, almost demanding that he tell her. And so finally he did. He said, I don't know who it was, he said, but we've, but we've, uh, they've threatened to blow up my car with me in it. Well, throughout the night, he was very restless and uneasy, and he couldn't get to sleep for the 
the longest time worried about that threat to his life. But finally, his drowsiness caught up with him. And he did fall asleep. Well, the next morning when he awakened, he was terrified. He reached over to touch his wife and she was gone. He got up and went looking for her throughout the house, but she wasn't there. He then looked out the window to see if she had gone outside. And to his great horror, she wasn't there either. And the car was gone from the carport as well. He was beside himself and was ready to call the police. And then, wonderfully, he saw her driving in the driveway and parked the car in the carport. Where have you been? He almost shouted at her. And you know what she said? She said, I just wanted to drive the car around the block to make sure it was safe for you this morning. And he said, from that day on, I have never asked my wife if she loved me. She was willing to get in the car to see if it had a bomb in it on his behalf. She could have easily been gone. But she did it because she loved her husband. That's love. He said, I never once ever asked her if she loved me. See, ladies and gentlemen, love is what it does. Not only what it says, but what it does. You back it up by saying, but your actions goes before you say it. Your actions go before you say it. God's love has gone before he said it. say I'm going to send my son my only son and I know he's going to die but he's going to die so that all of you can have a chance and he did he laid his life down he got in the car and drove it and the car blew up on the cross Here's the good news. He didn't stay there. All in that morning. Three days later, he got up out of the grave with all power in his hand. I know he loved me. Anybody here know that Lord loved them? Anybody feel the love of God in this place? Thank you, Jesus. You didn't let us die in our sins. Woo! All the mess and the junk, we don't kept up. But you still died for us. Why we were yet sinning, the Bible said. Why we were yet sinning, God died for us. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Grace and mercy. Everybody standing. Hallelujah. 
Want to know what love is? Look at Jesus. Want to know what love is? Accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You want to know what love is? Keep his commandments. He said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. If you love him, prove it by doing what he tell you. Now, a whole lot of folks saying they love God. They don't do nothing God tell them. First of all, you don't pray. You don't read your Bible. How, how, you, love, how you love God? Y'all not even on speaking terms. Because that's what prayer is. Did you speak to him this morning? Did he speak back to you? Hallelujah. I love what First Lady brought to me. I'm going to say it for the rest of my day. Y'all know what I told you about it last week. Today is a great day. Y'all finish it for me. But tomorrow is going to be even greater. Let's say it again. Today is a great day. But tomorrow is going to be even greater. So when you wake up, when you, when you go into tomorrow, then you say, today is going to be a great, but tomorrow is going to be even greater. You know, when you talk like that, the devil can't never get you down. Woo! Hallelujah. I am so in love with him because he first loved me. Hallelujah. Would you bow your heads with me? God, thank you for sharing with us what love is. Love is not so much what it says, but it's totally what it does. We need to do it and say it. We need to say it and do it. Thank you, Lord, for showing us that it's an action word. I show up to church because I love you. I read my Bible because I love you. I pray and have a time with you because I love you. I fellowship with my brothers and sisters because I love you. I come to Sunday school because I love you. I worship in the service because I love you. I clap my hands. I sing the songs because I love you. 